0: Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show, and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest-growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to the show. Today, I have Blaine Elkers joining me on Becoming Titans, and I'm so excited to speak with Blaine. Blaine is the only chief results officer. He helps business owners get things done. He has an amazing TED talk, and he actually created a study guide for Think and Grow Rich, which I think all of us have read. He's done a lot more, but I'm going to let Blaine introduce himself. Blaine, welcome to the show, brother. How are you doing today?
1: Hey Russ, thank you for having me on. Honored to be considered a, a Titan in any way. So uh happy to be here. And I just want to thank you for putting this show together. Uh, I've listened to some of your episodes. This is a great podcast and it's a lot of work to put this stuff together. So thank you for not only doing it, but getting it online and, and serving a lot of people. This is great.
0: I appreciate that, brother. So you're yeah, you're definitely a Titan man. You've got a TED Talk, uh, you've got an amazing business and you Uh, did something with Think and Grow Rich and you were just educating me. I had no idea. So we definitely want to get into that. But tell us a little bit about Chief Results Officer. Is that that's trademarked by you, if I'm correct?
1: Uh, uh, Yes. So I can claim America's only Chief Results Officer. I do have the R with the circle, the registered trademark. And so for me, yeah, I mean, I had um, I had a few moments of dawning comprehension where the light bulb goes off and and your life is never the same. And, uh, and let me share a couple of those and that'll kind of lead you to how I became America's only chief results officer. But the first one actually was in college. And so in college, I've always been, and I think a lot of listeners will share this trait. I've always been a little bit of a seeker. Like I'm trying to seek, how can I do better? How can I transform my body? How can I transform my mind? I'm always seeking. And I saw this ad, for an audio cassette. So kind of dating myself, um, but but anyway, you could send away for this audio cassette of the book, Think and Grow Rich. And it was actually read by Earl Nightingale. Uh, and that was a little abridged version. So I sent away for that audio cassette. And so there's this book called Think and Grow Rich. I listened to that, I read the book and it was in college that I realized that, and later I came up with this little saying, what you think about, you bring about. But this idea that you can think things into existence, you can take them from just your thoughts into a physical reality in the real world, and there's a little bit of a systematic approach. Now, in the book, he talks a lot about finances, but the riches could be anything. It could be harmonious relationships, better health, but anything that you desire, you can manifest that, uh, you know, in some way uh, through, through that. So that was a kind of a game changer. I uh, actually met my wife in college. We've been married 30 years. I had a lot of, uh, you know, good success, you know, from, from that book. And then later I ended up buying one of the original books. We, we can talk about that in a minute. Um, but, but so that was dawning comprehension moment number one is that I was kind of in control of my thoughts and, and where my life Uh, you know, ended up. Later, uh, one of my favorite mentors, Jim Rohn, you know, he kind of said, it's not what happens that determines your life future. It's what you do about what happens. And it's your thoughts that kind of dictate a a lot of that. So I learned that early on. That was a big blessing. And then um, a little bit later in life, um, I was working my degrees in computer science. So dawning comprehension moment number two came when I, I came home from a business trip And my son, Bo, he was one year old at the time. And he was kind of like giving me the cold shoulder. I'm like, Beth, why why is Bo giving me the cold shoulder? And she said, well, you were gone so long, he kind of forgot who you were. And I'm like, what? So so that night, that that hit me emotionally, like pretty hard. Uh, And I realized like when I was a kid, I would come home to an empty house because both my parents worked. Um, And so that night I made this what I call a clarifying decision. That no matter what, I was going to work from home. I was going to be this work from home dad, uh, kind of almost in honor of my own dad, who actually had passed away on the day that my son was born. Um, but I made that, that clarifying decision. And, that in, and in that moment, I just I went from the lantern to the laser. Right. So, so I went to my resources. I'm spread out. I'm all over the place. I'm a little bit of a, of a mess to a laser saying, this is what I'm going to do. And I got really, really focused. And so maybe, maybe listeners can relate to that when you make that clarifying decision and all the resources come behind one thing. So it took me a year. I started two businesses. Uh, but a year later, I had, a, you know, we wanted to have some money in the bank and all that. But a year later, I left that job uh, and I became this work from home dad. And that was 27 years ago. So I so so I made it. Uh, and uh, and what I realized is that the reason God has me on the planet is to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves, something I call self-fluence. So in 2009, I started a company called Self-Fluence which is it's kind of the power you already have to influence yourself. And, and when I started working on that, I, I loved it. And, and it's really, um, you know, why, why I'm, I'm on the planet is, is that. And so I started helping actually a lot of mastermind groups of business owners get results. Somebody said, hey, you're our chief results officer, because we were kind of getting results on a weekly basis. I developed some frameworks around that. And so they called me that and I said, Hey, that's a cool title. All right. I'm the chief results officer. Then when I researched it, nobody else had the title. So I did, I went to the US patent and trademark office, filed it myself, uh, very low cost, couple hundred dollars, took about six or eight months, got the registered trademark and uh, kind of now I've been America's chief results officer ever since. So I don't know that might've been too long of a story, but that's, uh, that's my, that's, that's how I got where I am today.
0: No, that's perfect, brother. That's that's fascinating. So, what does a chief results officer uh, do?
1: So, a chief results officer, basically, I am, uh, you know, I'm an expert in personal implementation. So that is like getting yourself to do more things. Uh, and so, basically, you know, uh, you know, it, it's you getting results. Now, it's a little personalized. Like, six to me, success is someone moving towards whatever their personal goals are. Could be business, could be health, could be finances, whatever it is. So you moving towards your goal, uh, a chief results officer is there to help you make that happen. So it happens through trainings and frameworks, accountability, the favorite thing I do, the, my, my most favorite thing is three times a month, we I, I, I leave what's called a super results day. And that's where you kind of like dedicate the day just to getting a bunch of stuff done. So we, we do it over Zoom. We have accountability calls every three hours and we have trainings, but it's a day where you like crush your own to-do list. So everybody, they gain a lot of clarity that day, which feels good, but they just get a lot of stuff done. Some big things, we call those frogs, like eat the frog, Brian Tracy. So you might get some big things done, but you get a lot of little things done, which feels really good because you're kind of moving the needle. So it's about it's about moving the needle and and getting stuff done.
0: That's awesome. And that's one of the things I I don't get it. I mean, you know, I guess before I had my my business, I looking back, I wasted a lot of time. But like now I am action, like always doing stuff, you know, and and getting stuff done and and make a lot of mistakes. You know, I'm a ready fire aim kind of guy. So I take (laughs) a ton of action. I get a lot of results. I also make a lot of mistakes. You know, my biggest thing that I'm focusing on now is not, I'm always taking action, but not getting distracted, but we're all busy. Like, I don't think, I don't know anyone who, uh, at least in, in America, that gets to the end of the day and said, oh, I was, I didn't really do a lot today. Everybody's busy, but what's the difference in someone that's just busy and they don't know what they did or they're putting out fires versus someone that's taking intentional action towards, you know, their goals and what they want.
1: Yeah, I, I think, um, so there's a framework that I have, uh, self-fluence, I would say powered by self-fluence, but there's a framework we have in self-fluence called the 30-minute hour. So the 30-minute hour, that's how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. So basically, you're kind of compressing time, right? And so, but here's the interesting thing about everything that we teach at self-fluence is that it's the power you already have, you know, to influence yourself, meaning you don't need anything else, Like like you already know how to do it. Right. So, so, so Russ already knows how to have a 30 minute hour and we'll unpack it. We'll unpack this uh, for the listeners here. So everybody can have 30 minute hours, but you know how to do it already. And you already did do it and you can master it if you would just focus a little bit on it. Um, so, so let's unpack this. Uh, so, so the first thing is, this 30 minute hour it's very powerful. So I want to make sure that Russ and the listeners use it for good and not for evil. Uh, and so what I'm, I'm going to ask you this question is, let, let's say that you and I had four 30 minute hours in a row. So we got four hours worth of stuff done in just two hours. So that leaves us two guilt-free hours, right? So if you had two guilt-free hours of time, what would you? So, for, and you can't work. That's that's the, uh, you know, we're type A. We might just say, I'm going to get more work done. Let's say you're not going to work. So for me, I, uh, I I stay in good shape because I like the Peloton bike. So I might take a Peloton bike ride. I do like to get outside and hike. I'm in the Phoenix area. So I would probably go for a little hike. I like to connect with old friends, especially back from the college days. Uh, so I probably do a little of that. And then I work from home and I do like the good old fashioned 15, 20 minute nap. So that that's probably what I would do. But what about you, Russ? What would you do if you had two guilt-free hours? So my
0: first instinct is I'm going to get more work done, but she told me I can't do that. Right. So I'm definitely going to work out. I mean, that's a, a big part of my life, although because I, I'm in that industry, you know, I, I can justify that that's part of, of working too, but it's, it's, it's something I enjoy so much. I'll count that. I love lifting weights. I mean, that's, I talk about that. That's my thing. Um, And that's, you know, what I recommend for my clients to transform their bodies, you know, and to create the most permanent fat loss. But, you know, luckily for me, and I I always tell people to do two types of exercise, you know, something you enjoy. So you'll actually do it right. And then some kind of strength training, because that's what's going to transform your body, give you the the strength and your bones and ligaments and all that. I'm just lucky enough that, you know, that that's what I enjoy. Um, Man, it's a great question because I, 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 you know, Really, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I work, I work out, and I spend time with my family. So it would be spending some extra t- intentional time uh, you know, with my family, with my have three little kids and and my wife after I get an amazing workout, uh, stretch, and meal in.
1: Perfect. okay, so so that's good. And so whatever that is for people, I want you to take this framework, this 30 minute hour, and I want you to save some time, but I want you to put some of that stuff back into your day, put some of that stuff back into your life. Cause at the end, you know, as I interview people near the end of life, they never say, I wish I would've worked more. They always say, I wish I had more memorable moments with the people I love. And that always comes up, uh, you know, for people. So, so all right. so we're gonna use this uh, uh, new found power for, for good. All right, so there is a day There's a day of the year. Some people have it more than once, one, one time during the year, but there's a day where the average person is three to 10 times more productive than their ordinary day. So three to 10 times. So that's three X to 10 X. I know you know all about 10 X, but, but three X to 10 X, we're only looking for two X. We're just looking to go from 60 down to 30, right? So do you know what is this most productive day of the year?
0: I'm going to guess the day before you go on vacation
1: bullseye. Now, not many guests get that. So it is the day before vacation. So let's think about this and I'm going to unpack this for you. So when you think 30 minute hour, think day before vacation, because Everyone's been, had a day before vacation. You already know how to do this super productivity. And so I I got it down to three things and I made a little acronym PDF. Now I chose PDF, you know, because everyone realizes, hey, print out the PDF, email me the PDF. Everyone knows those, those initials PDF. Now in the tech world, it stands for portable document format. That's not for us. For us, it stands for plan, delegate, focus. So I want you to think 30 minute hour, and I have a little sign in my in my uh, office here, 30 minute hour, day before vacation mode, PDF, plan, delegate, focus. And let me unpack that a little bit. So people, the day before vacation, you typically plan out that day much more than an average day, right? So sometimes you plan it out to the minute because you're like, look, I got to get all this stuff done. I don't have a lot of time. I got to get it done. So just creating a plan for your day will begin to create these 30 minute hours. You're gonna start to compress time by just saying, this is the amount of time I have for it. I only have 30 minutes to do this. I only have an hour to do this, not three hours, right? So just by containing yourself and planning, you can have a, a 30 minute hour. On the day before vacation, people typically, wake up 30 to 60 minutes early. So if you want to have a a 30 minute hour, wake up 30 minutes earlier tomorrow, boom, you've got 30 minutes extra right there in in your day. They also, from a planning standpoint, on the day before vacation, they have a very clear vision. This is what I need to get done, right? So having that clear vision and all of a sudden you realize the 80-20 rule. Now everybody kind of knows the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, right? So 20% of what you do produces 80% of your results, right? So you focus in the day before vacation from a planning standpoint, you're focusing in on doing those 20, that 20%, and you're kind of ousting the 80 that only produces 20% of the stuff. So you're really focused on the high value tasks and you're kind of pushing away the other tasks. So the first thing is planning. Planning is is the, the backbone and the key. The second one, delegate, is that on the day before vacation, all of a sudden you become the delegation master, right? Uh, you know, and so you're saying, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you, you're not shy about delegation where on the normal day you you are. Um, so you want to delegate more. I know like my, my wife, she also works from home and she'll be like, hey, I'm going to run some errands. Can I do anything for you? Ding, 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 30 minute hour right there. Can you take this to the post office? Can you go here? Can you do this? Can you do that? Right, so, I'm, so delegation uh, is really big. And the, the key phrase there is who before do. So on the day before vacation, you think who could do this before you go do this, right? So you think who before do. Um, so that's really uh, that's really key. And you're kind of also delegating and deferring things that are important. So when I look at my day, when I'm planning out my day, I may have 15 things that I think I want to do today. And I'll go through that list and say, what can I delegate? But what can I defer? Like what what doesn't really have to get done today? Now, I might do it today, but I, can, I usually push... 10 out of my 15 things out into the future, uh, I call that uh, you know proactive procrastination, but because it's not that important to open up time for the important. And sometimes that's opening up time for relationship stuff that uh, that normally I would kind of gloss over. So, all right. So plan, delegate, but here's the most important is F, focus. You have this weird, fierce focus on the day before vacation and think about all the things that don't happen. No chit chat uh, on the day before vacation. You you're you're on fire, you're you're not searching the internet, you're not chasing shiny objects, you're not making you know long responses to things. You are on target, you're on task, and you're moving at a good pace, right? So that that fierce focus uh is, is key. You also become Dr. No. So this is the day you become Dr. No. So people say, Blaine, can you do this? Can you do that? No, 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 no. On the day before vacation, you're... you're default response is no. You become Dr. No. And you got to bring that back into your life. That's one of the things that can create more 30-minute hours and I actually help you avoid what I call the 90-minute hour, right? That's where someone asks for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes, right? So if you can avoid those, that's good. So saying no is key. That needs to be your default response when people ask you things. You need to Think about how you can gracefully do it, but you, need, you should be uh, saying no. The other thing is on the day before vacation, people stay on schedule more, and they tend to use timers. Uh, so so um, you know schedule your day out, but also set alarms and timers, right? So they'll be like, hey, I'm going to start this at one o'clock. So I'll set an alarm on my phone or tell Siri to, to set an alarm. I'll, I'll use timers. I'm going to do this for 15 minutes. I'm going to do email for 15 minutes. Boom, set a timer, go. Uh, or 30 minutes or an hour, whatever it is. You're using alarms and timers throughout the day to keep that focus uh, going. And then the last thing on focus is that you become a master at tasking. Uh, and so you've got to pull that back in to your ordinary day. So there's three types of tasking, single tasking, multitasking, and batch tasking. So I probably get the most 30 minute hours from me comes from single tasking. And that is where you. it's something only you can do and you do that thing, only that thing, and you destroy all destruction. You have a distraction destruction. All the rings, dings, and bings are gone, and you're focused in on just that one thing. So, for example, I, I write a lot of articles. And if I'm going to write, I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in 30 minutes if I will go into single tasking mode. Phone goes into airplane mode. All the screens are shut down except the one I'm typing into. Office door is closed. And, and the outside world cannot get to me. The boundaries are there, right? I'm, I'm in the iron cage uh, and, and I can get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. So really that single focus thing uh, is, is so important. The second one, multitasking, sometimes gets a bad rap, but if that's where you can do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one, right? So I, I can't do this podcast and do my email. Uh, the quality of, of, of both of those would degrade, but I can, say, drive my car and talk on the phone, right? So on the day before vacation, I'm not just going to drive around listening to 80s music like I might on a normal day. I'm going to say, look, I got 30 minutes. I can make two phone calls. Let's go. So, so you're doing two things at the same time. I love exercise. I exercise every day. But when I'm exercising, I'm typically doing something else, listening to a great podcast. Uh, if I'm on my Peloton, I have a little insert that turns it into a desk. Um, so sometimes dripping sweat on my work is, isn't isn't the greatest, but, but you can do do those two things at the same time and keep high quality, right? So that's multitasking. And the last one is batch tasking. And so batching is just you batch these similar things together and you're more efficient, right? So like running errands, you're not going to run an errand, come back, run another. You're going to batch all your errands together. Uh, Same thing with phone time, computer time. So this idea of batching things together is going to create those 30-minute hours. And the last thing is to make sure that you batch your interactions with people. This is a big savings. Like for example, my wife, she, I said, she works from home, but you know, we used to like text each other all day long. Text, text, text. Distraction, interruption, interruption, interruption. And then we realized, wait a second, we should be batching this. So we have a shared note on the iPhone. You can have a shared note that two people can see at the same time. So we just put the stuff in the shared note, and then when we get together, have uh, typically we have lunch together. You know, then we'll go to that list. Right. Same thing. If you're working with employees or staff or a team, you say, look, I'm in single-tasking mode. From nine to eleven. At eleven, from eleven to eleven thirty, let's meet, and you can ask me any questions you want. And 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 you know, so you kind of batch that that stuff together. That's that's really big. So so task master uh, is key. So you got plan, delegate, focus. And the last thing I'll say is that there's this weird thing that happens uh, on the day before vacation, and why you get so much done is that you release your inner perfectionist. See, you release your inner perfectionist. So, so you know, done is better than perfect. An old Dan Kennedyism. I know you're a Dan Kennedy fan. Uh, you know, uh, you know, and, and done is the engine of more. But when you release that inner perfectionist, you're getting more stuff done. You don't care. It's it's 80 there. That's good enough. You're going on vacation. You got to go, right? You also have a nice reward because you're going on vacation. So I I also put little rewards in my day. And at the end of the day, kind of if I if I get all these things done, you know, I give myself a little reward. But but anyway, think. 30-minute hour, day before vacation mode, PDF, plan, delegate, focus. So a lot of information unpacked there, but I wanted to give people a framework they could use today.
0: Dude, you are so knowledgeable. You have so much information. I love the way that you speak fast like me, maybe faster than <laughs> me, um, or I tell people they're all, I'm not speaking fast, you're listening slow, um, but you're so like articulate that. and clear in the way you explain it. You're passionate about it. Um, I love it. You guys are definitely going to want to go back and uh, listen, you know, to that whole segment again uh, by Blaine. I've been, I love, it. I've never heard, uh, you know, the 30 minute hour, you know, I've heard Ed Milet break it down where he breaks his day down into three, six hour days, which is cool. I've never heard the 30 minute hour. I like it to me. That's, you know, really tight, digestible. And I do a lot of this stuff. I, I've never really thought about it instinctively, but I remember back when I was, even before I had my own business, you know, when I was in accounting, I would just focus and get stuff done. Every job I had, I remember one year I had, um, I was working installing air conditioners, and we had to put together all these, um, you know, whatever vents basically that we were going to hang, and I did it, you know, in like hour and a half, two hours later. I went to my supervisor, and I was like, I'm done, and he said, like, that's what he had planned for the day, you know, and and most people they waste time, they stretch it out, but if you can compress that time you get so much more done and then you have more time, like you said, to to do things that are important to you. So I love it, dude. Um, We've just got a few minutes left, but I want you to quickly share what you told me about the Think think and Grow Rich, which I think all of us have read. It's one of the first uh, success books I read and and I think it's one of the first success books most people read. But tell us us, uh, how we might have all read the wrong book. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so Thing Grow Rich probably created more millionaires than any book out there. Um, and it's a it's a collection of, you know, historical stories, but it has a very high frequency read, meaning, you know, um, it's something people read over and over and over again. So so in college, I have my book here that I, I talked about reading in college. It's this little paperback. Uh, it's kind of been w- worn a lot. And, and I read it about 15, 16 times. And, and it brought me some success. You know, uh, like I said, I met my wife, and I had good business success. I went out, I got, I started my own companies. Uh, you know, and I ended up buying one of the original five thousand copies. That's this one here. Uh, and so when I, uh, I I bought it, it was it was a thousand dollars. You know, to buy this, and and there's probably tens of millions. Some people say me a hundred million copies, but at least tens of millions of copies of the of the book out there. And so when I opened up this original, uh, one of the original five thousands, the first page says. Uh, what do you want most? And I was like, wait, 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 wait a second. I, I never read that. that. That wasn't in here. Uh, and so uh, I, I read it. And the first two pages, which I could quickly unpack here, they were the instructional pages on how to read the book. Uh, and so the, the, the first page basically says, what do you want most? Like, don't read this book until you are crystal clear, laser focused on what you really specifically want. And at the time that I got that book, I wanted my business to be worth a million dollars. It was probably worth around 300000 at that time. Um, but then the second page says, this is how you have to read the book. No more than one chapter per day, and you should read it with other people, and you should discuss the chapter, and then you should discuss your—I call it your—bring about statement, the thing you're trying to bring about, with those other people. And so, I did uh, five back-to-back book studies, five months in a row. Uh, and so, I thought it'd take me about five years to get to grow my business from the three hundred thousand to a million, but it happened in five months because of I applied, you know, the you know those first two instructional pages. Then, as I read the book. You know over and over and over again i'm like well, wait a second this book here the original book uh, Napoleon Hill, he he just, he shouts a lot, right? So, so there's just a lot of bolding, right? And italics and all that wasn't in, in that, in that other book. So, so I started to seek out the original copy and this guy was making, it was printing that up. Then he passed away and he stopped printing it up. So I realized people are missing and, and actually some of the book was actually changed, um, but people were missing that original experience. So in the end, uh, uh, luckily for me, uh, I, I created Think and Grow Rich, the book study edition where I I was able to go back and get that original facsimile version with all the caps and the shouting and all the original text, and then add in the guidebook I had written, and then also Add in all the book study notes so that, that I had kind of created from doing all the book study. So so anyway, yes, most you know, I, I think you can get great value from whatever version you're reading. But if you open it up and it doesn't say what do you want most on that very first page, then you probably have the wrong version. I would say at least nine out of 10 people when I say, Well, go get your thing and grow rich, let's open it up. They 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 read the wrong version. So uh uh, you know, uh, I I I think you know, people. I think it'll be a great experience for for you if you have read uh, you know read it before, or even if you have not to really dive into the original.
0: so so if people get your book book study version, is that the original plus the study on top of it? Is that all they need?
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's all three in one. so, so, it, so how it's can, my study how can one.
0: how can we get that? How can the audience get that?
1: Uh, yeah so um uh if you go to a uh, powerful class that's a pretty easy domain powerfulclass.com um you know that's that's an easy way to get it and I also have a I have a little um uh you know kind of masterclass in in the book as uh, you know that, that goes along with the book but that that'd be the the place to do it i i need to uh, well i'm in the process of getting it up on amazon as a print on demand book so maybe by the time this you you hear this podcast it may also be on on amazon so i'm working on that right now
0: Powerforclass.com. You guys go check it out. Check out Blaine. Blaine, you provided tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value today. I appreciate you so much. I know the listeners appreciate you guys I appreciate you so much. You guys share this episode out, share it out, share it out. People need to hear this information. And let's go get out that new book. I know I'm going to get my copy of uh, Think and Grow Rich Study Edition. Blaine, thank you so much, brother. Have an amazing day. And you guys get out, become your best, implement the 30 minute hour so you can get more time get more time back to do the things you love rush Yeager here thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast if you're a successful business owner entrepreneur or executive consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program please visit russyeager.com forward slash apply and hey If you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag Becoming Titans. I love seeing you guys posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to rustjager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.